far in your Sunday school class yet? All right. You need a notepad and a pencil then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so if you haven't gotten that far yet, I'm going to give you something tonight. And, uh, and uh, the Lord just laid it up on my heart. As I shared with you, God's really just placed it up on my heart to encourage you folks as we're uh, approaching a time uh, of having some revival meetings here. And God's just uh, impressed upon my heart to bring forth some messages. You know, one of the things that we struggle with in our churches today, because there's so many churches across America now, they have these praise and worship services. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, you know, they're just short of a, of a concert. And, uh, and they're just short of a rock concert sometimes. Even. Uh, but they have these praise and worship services. And so I think sometimes we're afraid to use those two words together in our local church. And yet I'll show you in the scriptures how often it's used together. Uh, but as independent fundamental Baptists, it's almost like we're cursing if we say praise and worship together. And, uh, but the fact is, is that it's okay to praise and worship God. Amen. And, uh, and the style in which some folks do it, yeah, we're uncomfortable with it. And you got them hand-raising churches and gyration churches. And I'm not sure what other churches are out there, but they like to do some things. It makes us uncomfortable. Some of it you can find in the scriptures. Some of you cannot find in the scriptures. But, uh, uh, but tonight we're going to talk about praising the Lord. And uh, I love Romans, and I'm grateful Jim's going through this in your class. And uh, there's so many wonderful doctrines in here, but there's also just some wonderful things that teach us about our relationship with God. This is one of them, and it specifically speaks of the Gentiles in the scriptures here and our responsibility before God. And, uh, you know, as, as you know, Paul uh, was chosen to not only talk to the Jews and reach the Jews, but to reach the Gentiles. That was his position. That was his job. That's what God gave him. And uh, we're going to pick it up in verse 8 just so it kind of flows, really looking at verses 9 through 11, but this will just kind of help it flow. But we're going to look at verses 8 through 11. And the Bible says in verse 8 of chapter 15, he says, Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again, he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace and your goodness. And Lord, I just ask that you'd use your word tonight just to encourage, heart, strengthen us, Father, as we're approaching this time of uh, having this revival. And Father, I just pray you'd prepare our hearts and revive us, Lord, and help us uh, to be prepared to meet with you. And Lord, even in a service like this tonight, just to open up hearts and to soften us, Lord, and to mold us and shape us into what we need to be. And take hold of our hearts tonight, Father. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. When you think about that praising, uh, praising the Lord, uh, you can go through the scriptures. You can find a great deal of information on praising God and worshiping God. And the place of worship really is in the local church, but you can worship God wherever you are. And, uh, you know, I, I believe your prayer time is a worship time. I believe when you get alone with God, that's a time to praise him and to worship him. And uh, something I like to do, it might be an oddity for you, but I like to read God's word to him because I think God loves to hear his word. And I like to read it to him and ask him to enlighten me and to help me understand. And sometimes I'll read very difficult passages to him and say, Lord, I don't understand this. And, uh, and I need your help. I need your assistance. I want you to do something and teach me because the Bible clearly shares with us that the Holy Spirit is our what? Is our what? Our teacher. And so why would God not 
fulfill a request that I have because I don't understand. And the Bible clearly teaches me that he can do that. And uh, we're to praise God uh, while we're here, but at all times we're to fully be aware of him and to honor him and uh, to praise him continually. There's a lot to praise God about on a daily basis. You know, I, I, I really think when you wake up in the morning and it's hot outside, you say, praise the Lord, it's hot today. <laughs> Amen. You wake up tomorrow, and I'm not saying doing it insincerely, but sincerely. Praise the Lord, we got snow at Christmas. Amen. Okay. At Christmas, that's good, Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord, it's raining. Praise the Lord, it's sunny outside. Praise the Lord, spring's on its way, amen? And, uh, and my allergies are starting, I can feel it already, starting to kick in. Uh, you know, you can praise the Lord about so much. Praise the Lord uh, for the stars in the sky, for the moon, uh, for the sun. Uh, there's so many things to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, we, we, we rarely remember to really thank him for some of the things that just become mundane to us because this is the way in which we live. We're in the world. We don't really think about it much. Uh, but God has done so much for us. How many of you love the fall when you see the leaves changing? Isn't that a beautiful thing? And and, uh, and then in the spring, when they're, they're coming back to life, everything starts coming back to life again. And, and you see all of those things happening. You know, that's God. God put that into play. God did those things. And so it's exciting just to remember to praise him. And so here's the idea, living by the principle of praising God daily. And so do you live by that principle? Are you thinking about each and every day, am I really praising the Lord today? Uh, you know, we see so many things on Facebook. How many of you get the things on Facebook? If you don't forward this, you know, you're going to hell or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, right whatever, you know, those I don't even read half the time, you know, and uh, so, but you see all this stuff, but, you know, people spend an enormous amount of time online today, and, and there's so much that God has given to us outside of a computer, amen, amen, amen. there's a lot to do outdoors, I remember when I got home from school, the only thing I could think about is I want to go outside and do what, what do we want to go outside and do, play, yeah, I don't want to work, <laughs> I don't go out and play, I mean, we wanted to play baseball, we wanted to play football, we wanted to run, we wanted to go to the park, we wanted to do anything but be indoors, right? And now today you've got to have a pry bar to get them off the chair and away from their Mountain Dew and move their Doritos and, uh, you know, just get them to go outside. And the thing of it is, is that there, there's so much that God has given unto us and the joy uh, that we could have. But here's the idea. Living by the principle of praising God daily. So Paul teaches us that we're to honor God. We're to celebrate him. Uh, it's not just at Christmas and in Easter that we do those things. I mean, every day of our life, we ought to be involved in doing something like that and to speak to God daily. And I want to challenge you with this. Do you really speak to the Lord every day? Now, Mike Pence has been called mentally ill because God speaks back to him, but I believe God speaks to me too. Amen. When I read God's word, God speaks to me. Amen. So I am a mentally ill person. And I just want you to know that tonight. And so because God talks to me through his word, God speaks to me. Uh, when I pray, he brings things to my attention. He reminds me of things. And of course, I just want you to know you've hired a mentally ill pastor. And uh, so, you know, because God does speak to my heart. I mean, I know he does. And so that's what they said about Mike Pence. So I'm, I fall in that same category. I'm a deplorable and I'm mentally ill. But there are three principles set forth that I want you to think about. Every day, do you glorify God? Think about your life, your day, even today. Just say, you know, did, did at any point in my day, did I even try to attempt to glorify God? And secondly, think about this. Do you sing to God? Now, uh, you know, as I shared with you many, many times, my, my children... And, of course, Dave up here, you don't see his hand going like this when I'm singing now, right? He's just like lower it down a little bit. But I enjoy singing. 
I can't sing a lick, but I enjoy singing, but we should sing unto the Lord. You say, well, what do you sing to the Lord? Well, what about the beautiful hymns that we sing in church all the time? Amen. What about the song that was just played, bowed the knee? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can learn, and you can sing praises unto God. In fact, you can read the Psalms. Psalms, a lot of the Psalms were used to write some of the hymns. And so you can sing unto God. You can sing praises unto Him. And then praising God. So you say, well, isn't glorifying and praising Him the same thing? Well, not exactly, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But there's a little bit of a difference there in glorifying God and praising God every day. And so we want to take a look at this. So here we are. Paul was given this duty. He was told to go do some things. We're told to imitate Christ. We get down here to verse 9. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause, there comes up that phrase again. You ought to underline that in your Bible. Every time you find that, you ought to write that down and say, what? For this cause. <laughs> for this cause, I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. <laughs> now, uh, Paul's writing this and he's talking about singing unto the Lord. And he goes on and he begins to say that what he's doing is glorifying God. And I think the key to the passage found in this chapter are for all of us to imitate Christ. Now, I, I, I have in my heart and in my mind, I believe Jesus sang unto the Lord. I just believe he did. Why? Because we're told to do so. And so we're to be imitators of Christ. But I believe Christ tried to glorify God uh, in the way in which he lived. And I think he tried to praise God with his lips. He tried to say things uh, that would glorify God. And, and when you look at this, we're to imitate Christ. And if we are to do so, then we are to do it according to God's word. And I believe Jesus ministered to his fellow Jews to confirm the promises made to Israel and to the Gentiles who without covenants received the mercy of God. And you think about God telling us in this particular passage, he says, and again, he saith, rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. God has a desire for us to uh, really glorify him in all that we say and all that we do. So therefore, we're taught to glorify, honor, magnify. If you think about it, how do I magnify God? The God of heaven, he deserves it, does he not? He deserves to be glorified. He deserves to be lifted up. So how do I? As a believer, how do I do that? Well, in my life, do I give myself more credit than I give my God credit for the things that are accomplished? <laughs> and you say, well, if you'd see some of the things I accomplished, I don't want to give God credit for it, amen? <laughs> but the thing of it is, is do I give God credit for things? I have a man who's gone on to be with the Lord. He was a friend of mine, and we used to go hunting together, and we were both saved and, and all that, and uh, I asked him to with a project and uh, so he came over to the house and I had a place where I needed to put a piece of hardwood in where it had messed up and, and he had to cut it out and had to lay another piece in and I didn't really understand it all and he was going to show me how to get it done and all this kind of stuff and so he took it and he uh, was pretty good at woodworking and all that kind of stuff and, and uh, so anyway uh, we kind of get it done and uh, had a problem with a tool and, and got it fixed and so all this stuff takes place and in the end he lays it down, and we get it in place, and it fits, and it's in place. And I said, man, praise the Lord. He said, praise the Lord. Praise me. Took my breath away. I did this. Now, a lot of us would never outwardly say that, would we? And it stunned me for a moment because I thought, praise him. No, I want to thank you, but I want to praise the Lord because God's the one that gave you the talent. Amen. And sometimes I don't think we really realize we're not really glorifying God. We are the ones that are sometimes maybe even robbing God of his glory because we want to take the credit for it. Now, as I share this with you, 
This should be a daily practice in our Christian life to glorify God and should not be hard for us to do. Let me give you some verses. You can write these down. We're not going to turn to all these tonight, but just think about this in Revelation. Now, we're in the end of the Bible. Chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. It says, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Amen? He deserves that. When it goes on, he says, And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and as such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. When I read something like that, I'm saying, wait a minute, from beginning to end, God always pushing us to do something. He's encouraging us. Let me, let me not say push us, but encouraging us. He's always encouraging us to glorify his son in some way, in some fashion, always glorifying his son. Now, does Christ deserve that? Oh, yes. I, I, I think that none of us sitting in here, if we've trusted Christ as our Savior, are going to spend an eternity in hell apart from God because of the work of Christ Jesus. Amen? The Son of God did that for us. And why not glorify him? Why not tell others what he accomplished for us? In Revelation 7, 12, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And, and so what I'm sharing with you is glorifying him now is what we're going to be doing for an eternity. Amen. And so learn how to do it now. Imagine you're going to spend an eternity in heaven. We ought to learn how to glorify our Savior now, amen, because you're going to spend an eternity in heaven glorifying him. <clears throat> so why not learn now? And he says, amen, blessing, glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be unto our God. How long? Forever and ever. Why not start now? Let's get in tune with glorifying our Savior. The verses for honoring God, the Lord Jesus, are so numerous, I just stopped because I said I'll never be able to give him everything. <laughs> And, and, and there's so many places in which we want to do this and magnify him every day. Every day, when you think about magnifying something, what is it for the purpose of? I didn't show you my glasses. My glasses keep getting thicker. See, the amazing thing is, is right now I took them off. I can't see your faces. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of look out there and I said, I remember Chris and Connie were sitting here and someone's sitting way back there in the corner. I don't know his name. And uh, <laughs> put these back on and say, wow, that's Mike Robbins. What just happened? Things were magnified for me, weren't they? So I can see again. And you think about magnification. You know what's really sad is when I have my glasses on and I've been handed something and I'm trying to read it, and I still can't. i got to take a magnifying glass to look at it. Anybody have that happen to them yet? Don't laugh at me. I'm just getting older. And, and the thing of it is, is that you take that magnifying glass and you go, do what? So you can see it better, right? So when the Bible says, and I look at this, Magnify the Lord. Write this down, Psalm 34, 3. 34, 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord. When you think about magnifying something, what are you doing? You're making it much larger, aren't you? Much bigger. And so you think about your life. And the, the psalm that David says in here, he says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Do this with me. So when we're talking about magnifying the Lord, we're talking about enlarging him, aren't we? Making him bigger. And he is. He's larger than life itself. He's bigger than anything we can imagine. And he said, and let us exalt his name together. To exalt something is to really lift it up, isn't it? It's to glorify it. It's to put it at a pinnacle, a higher place than anything else in our lives. And you know, 
throughout your day, you probably hear people using Christ's name in vain, saying vulgar things maybe about our Lord, ha- having those kinds of things happen. But for us, we ought to magnify him. We ought to lift him up. We ought to glorify him. We ought to uh, put him on a, on a, on a pinnacle. And uh, Job 36, 24. Remember that thou magnify his work, which men behold. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, all men behold the work of the Lord. Amen? So when you look around you, what do you see? You see creation, right? Is that not God did that. God is capable of that. God did all of those things. When I see the moon in the sky now, I think of your dad. That's it. That night he came in here. I will never forget that. He walked me out that side door. He said, Pastor, get over here. Come here. And he said, I want you to see this. And he walked outside. He said, look at that super moon. And I looked up. Man, I'd never seen it look like that before. But when I look at the moon, I think of... Him wanting to glorify God. He said, look, God did beautiful. And God did that. You know, he put that there. He placed that there. He put that in its place. And, and what it is is that everything around us glorifies God. All of creation glorifies God. How many of you have ever had a bug in your house you can't identify? Anybody ever had a weird-looking bug show up? And you're thinking, man, I have no idea what this thing is. Had one in the bathroom this morning, clueless. All I knew is my wife was screaming and said, you've got to come get this thing. And I went in there, and I don't even know what this thing was. I've never seen it before. I said, wow, that's unique, but God made it. Amen? I killed it, but God made it. <laughs> and, and the thing of it is, is that there's so many magnificent things around us, is there not? And it's all God. And you think about how it all works together. And God did this. And Job said, remember that thou magnify his work. Magnify everything God does. Enlarge what he does. Make it bigger and larger than life. I love it that that Noah's Ark was rebuilt down there in uh, 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 Cincinnati or down in Kentucky. I guess it's, is it in Kentucky or uh, it's, it's in Cincinnati. I know it's down in the Asian Museum somewhere within miles of it. Somebody said whenever you're driving out, you see this thing from quite a way. And I said, I don't know. Can you see it? I, I've not been there. I don't, I don't know. They said you can see it from a good distance. So all I'm sharing with you is, is they're saying it's larger than life. Who made that? God did. He made it the first time, and he helped these guys recreate it. Amen? And, and you think about it, all that you see, all that's there, God did that. Every star in the sky, everything you see, magnify the Lord. Now, here's the principle then, glorifying God daily. So we're taught that we should do this. And by the way, I looked at this. The Gentiles are supposed to do this. Last time I looked in the mirror, I am not Jewish. What am I? And he told us, if you're a Gentile in this room tonight, he told us we ought to do this. Amen? This is something that we should want and do and desire to do and to live by it daily. Second thought is this. Second principle is to sing to God daily. When you look at this in verse 9, He said, for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And he says in verse 10, and again, he saith, rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. Now, singing is not my first talent, and I've shared that with you. But the word uh, sing is used in this passage. It's to celebrate through divine worship with music, and that has that idea. Now, when we think about it, it's it's that it might glorify God. share a thought with you. Um, when, when you're listening to Christian music, 
Here's what you want to make sure of. Don't let the beat move your feet before your heart's been moved by the words of God. And what we need to take into consideration is what's actually being said. When you hear a song, what is being said? And, and, and so many songs, and you think about this, often it's uh, a lot of modern things that are written are more about how I feel about God rather than who God is. Now, I like our hymnal, by the way. When I look at our hymnal, I like it. And when I open our hymnal, what I see in there are words that are uh, exalting and, and glorifying and lifting up our Savior. And I'm not saying good uh, modern-day songs can't be written, but be careful what they say. <laughs> Be careful what you're listening to because what you're listening to ought to glorify God. And there's so many, quote, Christian songs that are being written today that talk more about how I feel about God rather than who God is. And, 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 and the idea is my feelings about God aren't as important as the facts and the truth about God are. And so be careful what you're listening to. Make sure that you're not allowing yourself to get moved by just a beat or just a repetitious set of words. And, 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 and the thing of it is, is uh, I had a, one pastor friend of mine, he called them 7-Eleven songs. It was seven words sung 11 times, you know, over and over again. And be careful. I mean, and I'm not saying that it couldn't more, uh, uh, glorify God, but be careful about what you're listening to. And sometimes things sound good, but they're not good for us. Amen. They just sound good, but it's not necessarily good for us. Uh, the psalm that I want to take you to is a Psalm 6930. He said, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. So what is a way in which we can magnify God? By thanking him. By thanking God. Thanking God for who he is and what he does. Thanking God for all that he provides for us. Thanking him for who he is, and there's so many songs and so many verses that talk about giving thanks unto the Lord. And, and you think uh, about this, he said, I will praise the name of God with a song. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody <clears throat> in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns. And spiritual songs. You know, it's good. We come in sometimes. I don't think, I don't think we always get it, Miss Epperly, when we're up here and we're singing. We just kind of sing the songs because we just keep on singing them. Doctrine behind some of those songs. If you look at the history of some of those songs and you look at the biblical basis for some of those songs, it ought to energize us just a little bit. We ought to sing them with joy and magnifying God and glorifying His name. And I believe singing is a way of praising the Lord, and music is as well. And, and Paul adds that we ought to rejoice. And in Psalm 1849, he says, Therefore, uh, uh, David speaking, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. <clears throat> so giving thanks unto the Lord among the who? The heathen. Those that are unsaved. Those, uh, those are people that you want to magnify God toward. Now, they don't want you to do that, amen? <laughs> they don't want to hear about it. <clears throat> but you say, well, why would we do that? Because God said so. He said, therefore, will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. I'm going to thank God in front of even the unsaved, amen? So, you know, when you go to the restaurant and you're bowing your head to pray before you eat, 
I believe in a lot of ways that's giving praise unto God right there in that restaurant and magnifying the Lord at that moment. Not that attention might be drawn to you, but why do you do that? Had a waiter ask, why do you do that? Because I want to thank my God. Now, what did I get to tell him? I want to thank my God for providing this meal. Amen. You get an opportunity to thank the Lord. And I think singing to the Lord is a form of worship and praise uh, to God, letting him know how thankful we are for all that he, is mag- uh, that he has done and that we need to magnify. When you're in here and you're singing, you know, we're singing this song, tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He's a friend that's well known. There's no other, right? Such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. What does God tell us to do? He tells us to go to our Christ. And you think about all the hymns and all the songs that are in our hymnal. You can really kind of use those as tools to magnify the Lord and sing praises unto him every day. Now, we're to live by the principle of singing to God daily. So remember, celebrate God. Thankful, Be thankful to God. Use opportunities, even among the heathen, to be thankful and praise God. Now, we're to practice speaking about God in a, in a great way. Each and every day, you ought to try to do this. And that's this third principle, to praise God daily. In verse 11, and again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. So the idea is that the believers are to continually be speaking about how excellent our God is, how wonderful he is. And, and, and the word laud is to commend or to applaud God, just just. Raising him up, magnifying, glorifying him, applauding God for what he's accomplished and lifting up the name of God among all the people. Listen, God desires for us to do this. Everybody got their Bibles ready? I'm going to hit you up again tonight. Some of you going to read for me tonight? Okay. Now, I'm only going to say it once, so you got to remember what it was. And if you get it wrong, I'll let you know, okay? <clears throat> Brother Jim, Psalm 717, Miss Lori. Psalm 33.2. Miss Laura, Psalm uh, 102.18. Miss Vicki, I'm going to give you a bunch. You ready? 107.8, 15, 21, and 31. Brother Ben, Psalm 109.30. Miss Elizabeth, Psalm 111.1. Brother Chris, Psalm 113.1. Miss Connie, 115.18. Miss Kathy, 117.1 and 2. Brother David, Psalm 135.3. Miss Pam Helmlinger, 146.1 and 2. Who we got next back there? Miss Lucy, you want to read a couple for me? Psalm 148. You ready? 5, 7, and 13. Okay, so here we go. Now we're talking about praising God daily, okay? So everybody got their verses? Anybody need them repeated? Ain't going to happen. So (laughs) we'll start here with Brother Jim. Make sure you speak up so everybody can hear you, okay? And tell them what psalm you're reading. Who's next? Psalm 102, 18. This shall be written for the generation to come, and this people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Amen. Miss Vicki, I know you're next because you got a bunch of them. Psalm 107, 
think God was trying to make a point? What do you think we ought to do? Hmm? We could just stop it right there, amen? But what did he tell us just in that particular psalm, right? Multiple times he said the same thing in the exact same wording, didn't he? He never changed it. Um, psalm 10930, who has that one? Psalm 111, 1. I will pray to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and innocent congregation. Amen. Psalm 113.1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 115.18. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Psalm 117.1 and 2. One thirty-five, three. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good, and praise is unto His name, for it is pleasant. Psalm one forty-six, one and two. Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Amen. Psalm one forty-eight. Miss Lucy, you got three of them. Psalm 150, verse 6. Did I give that to someone? Let everything that hath breath. You ready? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen? Now think about all the verses that we just read. Right? Miss Vicki, you read, what, four of them? Did I give you four of them? And all four of them said the same thing, did they not? Think about how many times it's talking about that man should do what? Praise the Lord. Now, as saved people, Paul in the New Testament is just telling us what? In verse 11, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him, all you people. Applaud the Lord. Praise the Lord every day. Every day you wake up, every day, think about your day. One, am I glorifying God? <laughs> am I done something to magnify him today? Have I sang unto the Lord today? Am I, am, I, am I glorifying him in song, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? And he says, make a melody in your heart. It's not something you have to outwardly do. How many of you have seen people with the buds in their ears walking down the street and they're just singing so loud and you're like, wow, you cannot carry, I'm bad singing, you cannot carry a tune, amen? And the thing of it is, is God's saying that even internally we're singing, you know, being excited about the Lord. And then what did he tell us? And I just, listen, I just gave you a couple verses. I mean, we could go on and on about praising the Lord. So here's the challenge to us. We're getting ready and we're trying to help ask God to prepare us for revival. So in the coming weeks, I want you to start considering each and every day, am I glorifying God? Am I glorifying him among the heathen? magnifying his name among those that are lost? Am I at the place where I am really just praising God on a daily basis, lifting up his name? 
And I think the Bible teaches us to honor our Savior, amen? I think it teaches us to celebrate who he is. And I believe with all of my heart, God desires for us to speak about him daily. Not to keep him hidden, but to magnify him. And you think about magnifying something, that's not hidden. It's enlarging it, isn't it? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace, for your goodness.